second person of the Trinity, who humbled himself in the form of a servant and came to earth, living among us, calling us to repentance, taking our sins on himself, dying for us, and rising again. What does it mean to be grounded in that person? Each episode, sort of quickly detailing the two big ways uh, to live life as a Christian. First, breathing in God's Word through daily Bible reading and breathing out God's Word through daily prayer life. Uh, This is going to be kind of like a part two to that series. We're going to begin by tackling how to and why to read the Bible every day. And that's every day. Not just when you're feeling down or when things quote-unquote hit the fan, You know, God is not a vending machine, and His Word is not a stack of tarot cards. When we go to God's Word, the Bible, we are hearing just that, the words of God. Whether it is the Word of God transcribed by Moses in the Pentateuch, or the Spirit speaking through the wisdom and prophetic literature, or even to the ministry of God the Son in the Gospels and the ramifications of it to the rest of the New Testament, it is God's Word. He speaks to us through that word. As a quick side note, you know, anything you read in other literature, from other speakers or preachers or any other prophetic words out there, those things are, as the Apostle John calls them, honestly, throughout 1 John, they are antichrists. Whether it's a pithy statement you read on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or a full sermon, quote-unquote, from a pastor, quote-unquote, who speaks very little Bible, and lots of feel-good words, whether those may be prosperity or progressive theology feel-good words. You need to turn away from those people or those sources. If they tell you to question what the church has understood for centuries, be wary. Not that questioning uh, is bad. I mean, think about the Protestant Reformation. That was a lot of questions and a lot of um, kind of deep dives into what the church actually need to be studying and believing, and I think we can all agree uh, that the Protestant Reformation was a good idea. But you, we need to be wary if someone's going to upend centuries of understood belief. Not everyone from that Reformation period was correct, after all. And most of them missed something. Now back to the regular uh, podcast. Here are some things I've considered uh, about when thinking about how to read the Bible. You know, do you need a set of commentaries beside your bed table? Uh, probably not. Uh, what about if you need to learn the original languages, Hebrew and Greek? Or do you need to have a full library with books on every subject imaginable that you may run into when you read God's Word? No. Stop that. Of course you don't have to do all that. 
Don't overcomplicate things. I personally did that for years, especially having earned two degrees in biblical studies. I had to be extra diligent not to treat the Bible as a textbook. It's the word of God breathed out by the Lord. You can find a, a benefit from good teaching and, and readable commentary. Sure, absolutely. You know, J.C. Ryle has some really you know in-depth uh, commentaries on like the Gospels, for instance. But then he also has really helpful understanding and preaching you know ideas within those same commentaries. R.C. Sproul has some good commentary, some good uh, expository or explaining commentaries. And there are numerous books on uh, different books of the Bible or passages that seek to draw out even more than what's on the surface. For instance, uh, uh, from the upper room, Lessons from the Upper Room by Sinclair Ferguson dives into John 13 through 17, I believe. But start, you have to start with God's word laid out before you daily. And may I suggest, get a physical Bible. You know, pull it out, place it on the table, put it on your lap. Open God's Word physically. You know, read it. Journal in the margins. Highlight, underline things. Put sticky notes or put tabs. Circle words. You know, I've seen it said that the person with a well-worn Bible, a Bible that's marked up with the bent corners and wear on the spine, is much less likely to be worn down by life storms. And if those ideas of marking up your Bible give you the shivers, you know, how dare you write in a book? I, I understand that truly. Then get a journaling Bible. You know, there are Bibles specifically made to journal in. Or, you know, get a separate journal. Heck, I mean, I use my iPad for a lot of my journaling, whether it be for sermon notes or sermon prep or lesson prep or just for doodling down thoughts. I have an iPad app for that. Uh, but I also have legitimately like seven journals I've filled up over the past decade. Use index cards. I've got plenty of those around too, so I'm sitting right in front of me right now. And put your thoughts, put your prayers, put your ideas, etc. Write them all down on an index card and then collect them. And then weekly or monthly, maybe bring them back out and pick a few things and dive into those uh, in your study, in your journaling throughout that next month. And just think, annually, you can bring that whole stack of index cards back out, punch a hole in them, throw a ring through it, and now you have all of your thoughts, your prayers, your ideas, your recollections, Bible verses, all that stuff. And they're all in Scripture for an entire year you can look back through, which is, I think, a really cool thing to be able to do. But all of these things hinge on the importance of daily, intentional, devotional reading of Scripture. You know, not textual analysis, not academic exegesis or preparing for a paper. Just sit down with God's Word and let it flood over you. Some days it'll be a breath of fresh air. It might be the first breath of fresh air you've had in a long while. Other days, it'll be a gut punch to your pride, to your arrogance, or to some other sin. You'll be convicted. You'll be encouraged in the faith. But always, the Bible will point you to your Savior. A side note, again, about my family. You know, if you have a family, make sure that your spouse, your kids, those who live with you, see you reading your Bible. Don't make it this super holy, done in a closet behind closed doors to prevent distraction sort of a deal. Make sure your family knows that you prioritize God and then help them to do that as well. 
I would go one step further and heavily recommend that you bring scripture reading into a time of family devotions. But we'll talk more about family devotions and worship in a later podcast episode. Ultimately, what I hope that you're taking from this is just that reminder to have an intentional daily time in God's Word. Make it something you're proud of. Make it something you do first. And always remember that the Lord blesses this kind of devotion. So get to it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Grounded. I pray that in this short time, God has used me to encourage and convict you, to help you as the Spirit grounds each of us more and more into the person of Jesus Christ. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you are listening. Grounded also has an accompanying Instagram account and a Substack if you're interested in getting more content or just getting it in a different way. As always, have a blessed day and I look forward to talking again soon.